Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Now, today is going to be an awesome interview, and it's because the guest today is not only one of the world's most recognized and established elite arm wrestlers, but he's an awesome guy as well. I'm talking about, of course, Todd, Toddzilla Hutchings, uh, a multiple world champion. He's been in the top uh, ranks of the, the world for about 13 years now. So let's get Todd on the line. Here we go. Hello? G'day, Toddzilla. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Todd, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we have multiple world champion here, Todd Hutchings, Toddzilla, better known as. Um, mate, you've, you've, you've been in this sport um, for about 13 years in the professional sense. You've done so well. I, I, w I would love to kick it off today, mate, if it's okay with hearing your story about how you found the sport of arm wrestling? Uh, it was back in either 1999 or early 2000. I was actually just Googling. Well, it wasn't Google. It was Yahoo. Google wasn't around yet. <laughs> I was just looking for archery tournaments, and, uh, and a, a local um, arm wrestling tournament popped up, and it was just a, hey, I remember that in high school. Let's go try that. So nice. then... Uh, <coughs> So then I was nervous about looking foolish in front of my friends and neighbors. So then I found another arm wrestling tournament farther away, which was earlier, just to go practice because I didn't want to, you know, get completely destroyed <laughs> in my first tournament. So yeah. I went and found one surrounded by strangers as my first tournament. How, how did you go in the first tournament, just out of curiosity? I believe I, I, won, one, I won one hand and got second in the other hand. And but back then in Michigan, the right and left-handed weight classes were di different. Yep. Um, I think I, I think I won left hand and got second right hand, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there you go. And Todd, was that in the year I believe it was year two thousand that you, you you looked up that that tournament? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that would have been. I, it was it was early two thousand. I might have I might have been searching it in the end of ninety nine, but it was somewhere in two thousand when I basically started. I'm I'm curious. Do do you uh, do you still uh, pick up the odd um, bow and arrow and uh, go to the archery range? Uh, no, arm wrestling. I, I used to do a lot of hunting and that kind of stuff, but between a full time job and then basically almost a full you know, as as much as you can be a full time arm wrestler, there's not a whole lot of time left if you got a wife and children on top of everything. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what one of the unique things that uh, I've read about your start in the sport was that um the age that you started. You you were kind of discovered it at age what, thirty and then you were kind of at the world elite level by age thirty five. Um that that in itself is I, Yeah, please go on, yeah. Yeah, I started at 35. Oh wow! And I, yeah, I wrestled for a year in Michigan, and then moved to South Carolina, and that's where I got that's where I got into the good team of you know national and world level pullers. Hmm. And I think it was three or four years after I was in uh, South Carolina, so I would have been 38, 39 by the time I you know be, was a national level, maybe be, you know at the outside of it, international level puller. Yeah. Because that, that's, I think, one of the most inspiring things about your story. Because 
Uh, I, I know for, for so many people who discover the sport of arm wrestling, they ask themselves, oh, am I starting too late in the sport? But um, you're the, the best example on the planet of the fact that it doesn't matter if you're starting at that, that age because you've obviously dominated. So um, what's, been, what's been the secret to that for you? Uh, the training approaches, have they been anything extraordinary? Or Yeah. Well, what, what probably happened was since I got in with pro level pullers early i didn't you know i didn't spend any time at the amateur level to speak of yeah. you know and the, and there really wasn't amateur classes back then there was just tournaments you know this was before all these big money um art leagues showed up where all of a sudden they started dividing people into amateur and pro yeah. and then not having years of do-it-yourself arm wrestling training i also met in south carolina um the gym i joined was an actual powerlifting gym, and it was run by a world-class powerlifter. So, you know, he knew how to get strong. So I didn't fall into, like, a lot of bodybuilding routines or a lot of cardio routines. It was just straight how to put up big numbers on the bench and squat. So adapting that to arm wrestling, you know, uh, allowed me to get strong probably quicker than other folks would have. Yeah. But I think the um, I actually think that when I when I look at the sport of arm wrestling, I, it feels to me like the the peak age of arm wrestling is around that forty years old. Would you Would you agree with that, given your experiences in in the sport? It certainly is in my part of the world. Yeah. Now, the you know the the Soviet bloc countries they tend to peak younger, yeah, and they don't stay as much. But, you know, because like when you start going to over to Poland and pull. All the best American arm wrestlers and North, you know all the best Western arm wrestlers all are in their upper 30s and low 40s, and all the best like former Soviet uh, pullers mm. are like in their late 20s. You know? yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it is interesting. I mean, I, I think is do you put that down to um, the Soviet nations? I guess being able to afford more time at a younger age than, than, as you said, people like yourself who maintain a family and a career as well? It it might be that, or it might just be since um, those of us that can't be, a, you know, a, an actual full-time arm wrestler, it just takes longer to get yeah. there. Yeah. You know, but once you've, you know, once you're 40, if you've been training since, uh, you know, if you start in your 20, 20 years is a long time to put the strength in them bones and put a lot of muscle on the body. So yeah. 40 is not too old for a strength sport, you know, for an anaerobic strength sport. Yeah. And the, the, as the, as you get older, obviously tendons stiffen. And I think stiff tendons are an amazing thing in an arm wrestle. It feels like even if you're the same strength as a young guy, a young guy's tendons kind of feel like rubber bands where an old guy's tendons feel like they're made of chain or something. So... Yeah, I think it's right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so, so Todd, you you started dominating the sport um, about about three to five years into the journey for yourself. You had um, some amazing amazing matches, early days matches with John Brzenk, um, and you were one of the, f- the first people. I remember there's that there's that iconic video over there with Travis commentating where you really put it to John. Um, tell us about <laughs> tell us about that moment where you. And I think you got unlucky in the calls as well, where they they pinned it. They called it a pin for John. But tell us what was it like to to match up against John back in those early days? That was well. 
first it was awe-inspiring because it was in a few. It was only a few months prior to that where I'd first met John at a tournament. So, you know, I was still in hero worshiping mode. I got pictures of John <laughs> holding my little kids and you know <laughs> shaking yep, yep. his hand and stuff. And when you first and back then, um, you know, for the first two or three years. I didn't really, the first year or so, I never heard of John Brzezink or Cobra Roads because I'm just pulling local tournaments. Mm. So when you first start hearing about this guy, you go, there's no way somebody can be that good. And then you, you find him, and this was when John was running like a question and answer, like a blog on the on the Internet. You yeah. started reading about him, and it was like, holy smokes, how could... And, you know, my goals at the time was just to win my state championship. That's all I wanted to do. I figured I'm 35. If I can win the state championship, I could quit and keep that trophy. And uh, then I met John. That was at the Harley Pole. And, you know, he won that one, I believe. So then when I uh, – that was only the second time I met him was in Vegas when we pulled that one time. Yep. And it, uh, you know, just things kind of lucked out, you know. John pulled two weight classes, and he, you know, not hearing of me, so he's probably underestimating me, and I'm overestimating myself, probably. So. <laughs> well, I think you certainly arrived that day. Um, I mean, obviously, that was um, you. Were, the internet wasn't what it is today, and that people didn't get to see it globally. But I think those who did witness that at the time, and and um, there's obviously great video footage of it. Uh, I think you shocked Travis. I remember listening to his commentary. He was like. Todd Zilla has arrived. This guy is the real deal. Because at the start of the match, <laughs> Travis was saying nobody under 200 pounds pins pins John Brzezik. So uh, it, it was an awesome match. Yeah. You know, I, I'd love to ask you about some of the other rivalries that you that you've got. You've obviously got your your North American rivalries uh, with people like Craig Tuye, but then you've got that um, the people like Rustin Babayev as well. Uh, where, where 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 do you have the most hunger in terms of rivalries at the moment? I would, I would like to pull Rustam again, yep. but I'm pretty sure he's he's out of my reach for at least a year or so. He's yep. uh, that is a phenomenal, phenomenally strong, fast man right there. That is that's that's a whole other <laughs> level of arm wrestling, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. It's it's uh, pulling people in. You know, I, I practice a lot of different people, so you feel a lot better than you do, you know, in an actual competition. But there's a there's a competitive aspect of it. You know, there's there's being a, a, a really really good arm wrestler, and then there's just being a really really good competitor. Mm. And that's where John really set himself apart because there are probably people, you know, throughout John's life, at least since I've known him who could probably have beat him, yeah. but really nobody, nobody won tournaments like he did. You know, he just flat knew how to, he would, his ego didn't get in the way of him winning tournaments yeah. where a lot of us, you know, are, we, we don't want to drop a match or we, you know, we take things too personally and you drop matches or you lose tournaments that were probably winnable. Yeah. Yeah. Had you been, say, you know, looked at it more intelligently, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I would say that you're one of the the better tournament pullers, definitely coming out of North America. I mean, um, definitely your, your dominance on the right arm for the WAL has been uh, nothing short of spectacular. Um, and even on the left arm, you're always right there at, at the finish as well. Do you, 
do you prefer the tournament style or or the super match format? It uh hmm. I can prepare for for each. Yep. The the super match format where you stay on stage the whole time, that's a little that's probably the trickiest the trickiest mm-hmm. format for me. As opposed to like if they were running four super matches and they ran one round for each of them and then went back. So, um because, you know, back to back super matches with a minute between that's that's like one long match. Whereas yeah. tournaments and I goes I don't know. I the double elimination tournaments are frustrating because second and third never really gets properly defined. And then the WA the way the WAL would run a double elimination tournament where you they where they split the bracket. Yeah. That you could be the second best pull you could be the best puller, lose to the second best guy, and now you can't get better than third. You yeah, know? Yeah. So Yeah. No, no it, it is interesting the way that the WAL have, have have kind of redefined the sport in some capacities and obviously they they've now evolved with the Supermatch series as well. But um you you're someone I mean, we talked about touched about it before, saying that it's difficult to make a full time career of arm wrestling. I think you're you're one of hopefully with avenues like the WAL. You're getting how, how close are you to being able to call yourself a full time arm wrestler these days? Well, it you know the money the money ebbs and flows. The last five years have been excellent for me. Prior to the WAL's first year hmm. when I was in the UAL, before that, I think the most I'd ever won gross winnings in a year was about nine thousand dollars. Yeah, and then. With the UAL and then four years of the WAL, you know, I had one forty plus thousand dollar year, and I had a lot of ten to fifteen thousand dollar years, but it's nowhere near, you know, nowhere near approaching my salary as a master degree mechanical engineer, mind you. <laughs> but you know, uh, way more than say if I was a manager at a fast food place, you know, yeah, I could probably yeah, yeah. be full time if that was my job, but my mom paid a lot of money for my college, so I'm in no danger of replacing that salary. Oh, that's good. Look, I'd love to, to know how you go around um, fitting in life with, as you say, being a uh, master degree engineer, mechanical engineer. Um, I've, is it correct that I've seen different social media posts that have talked about the fact that you get up bright and early every morning, you go to bed late at night, and you train either side of your day. Is um is that the routine that, that Toddzilla trains with? Yeah, my I, I have a lot of different routine, uh, a lot of different training regimens, and I change them after each tournament. But I'm currently, I've always gotten up at about four. That's pretty much been a mainstay. I'm currently training about 10, 10 to 10 to maybe 10 to 12 times a week yeah. is what I do. I'll train five days for sure at early morning and then three to five days, say, in the afternoon. Yep. I'd love to ask as well, Todd, um, your, your style of arm wrestling, it, it's very much, it's famous for being brutally strong and just resilient, um, never say die sort of um, approach to, to your matches. Does does your training reflect that style of, of, of um, approach as well? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very strength and power focused and not so much on technique. Yep. And that all stemmed from when I first got into the sport, 
like you said, at 35, people are thinking that's old. I'm thinking I have four or five years to win a state tournament. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, you read the John Brzezink um, post or any of the, the Cobra Rose, you know, all these people that well, they've been arm wrestling for 10 or 15 years honing their craft. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'm 35 and I did that, I'm going to be 55 before I'm as good as they were 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't spend a whole lot of time learning all the ins and outs. I just got to get strong enough to not lose and then lucky enough <laughs> to win a match or two. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's awesome because I, I, I know it's, um, you are the standout arm wrestler on the planet when it comes to just sheer side pressure. I know that the, the different people I've spoken to, Justin Bishop, he, he talked talk to me after the super match that I had with him. He said that if, if Justin was a f five out of 10 on side pressure, you were a 15 out of 10 on side pressure. So, he was. Uh, I know there's a lot of respect globally on your on just your sheer side pressure and your overall strength. So I think, um, yeah, you're you're doing it well. But I mean, technique wise, you actually you you actually pull incredibly well as well. I I, I when I first came to the sport, and I think a lot of people when they first observe you, they think that you're pulling ugly, that you don't that you're not necessarily using your hand. But I now that I understand the sport a little bit more, I think that you pull incredibly well through the thumb, uh, particularly if you're going outside, and you obviously hook incredibly well as well. Do, do, you, do you spend time analysing um, that, that top roll that you, that you use with your wrist slightly back? I've spent years trying to learn how to top roll, and I've had very good top rolling coaches. Um, and I'm, I'm slowly sneaking into into uh, being able to pull outside consistently. Yeah. But, you know, the powers, <laughs> like, it, I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable giving the hand up and just getting the shoulder behind it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for the last three or four years, you know, I trained my hands a lot more than I ever have. Yeah. Um, but I trained them, I think I trained them incorrectly for years. Mm -hmm. I did, you know, cr uh, grippers and, you know, the monster grippers and, small handled pull-ups and stuff like that and now i'm trying to train wrist curls where the uh fingers aren't clenched mm. you know they're kind of relaxed just to try to wrist curl through the palm yeah yeah well that's good Todd, I, one question that we we definitely have to touch on um uh is the bicep tear that happened on the on the left left arm i think um i've never seen it before i don't know if it's ever happened before in the world of arm wrestling uh, quite in the fashion that yours did, but tell us about the way and how how you actually tore that bicep whilst holding the the peg. Yeah, I was I was practicing with Marcio, and we were in a hook, and wow, is Marcio! I've never pulled Marcio that I've pulled Marcio several times in my life. I've never pulled Marcio who was this strong, <laughs> and. I drove to Maryland going, I'm freaking stressed today because I've never been stronger. And he was, um, we're in a deep hook and he's pulling me over and my arm wasn't opening up, but you know, I was actually, when he was pulling me over, I was bending at the torso and my left arm, what probably happened is I might not have been fully warmed up because I had pulled four or five people prior to Marcio, but I had long periods of downtime, you know, in between. So I probably cooled off, but my left arm was completely straight. Yeah. And then Marcio, you know, surged. And if your arm's straight, you can't, 
It doesn't have any give. So, you know, it's like it's like when you're fishing. You know? So if you're fishing and your pole goes straight, they can snap that line. Well, the tendon's the line on my yeah. fishing arm pole. So. There you go. <laughs> well, it surprised us all, that's for sure. I, 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 obviously, it surprised yourself too. I think. Um, and how, how did the actual how did the surgery go? Um, and and how's the recovery? Oh, it went well. Yeah, it uh that happened on a Saturday. I went in and had the surgery that Wednesday. It's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. They've taken the staples and everything out. Doctor still doesn't want me to put any more than five pounds on it. <laughs> so I'm training the best. I'm training my right the best I can. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just hoping that they say when I I tore my right, you know, about six years ago, and I think after I re, I'm pretty sure I remember the doctor saying that. After the stitches were out and, you know, a week or two later, he goes, your arm's basically as strong as it's ever going to be. Hmm. So go ahead and start training it. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for that to you, happen on my left. You've got so. a bit more of a conservative doctor this time. But, yeah. 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 I told him, I said, I need this back together. I got I to gotta compete in June. Yeah. And he just shook his head. And I go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably saying, only a fool thinks they're arm wrestling in June. Yeah. And I said, you have no idea what kind of fool you're dealing with. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell, this tell- was funny. Oh, basically, <laughs> this is a funny story. So I go in to meet the surgeon um, and because, you know, I don't have a family doctor. So he uh he grabbed my he grabbed my left hand and then he grabbed with his hand and then he grabbed like my elbow and he said here try and uh flex your arm yeah. and I thought he just wanted to know if I could move it so I pulled it you know yeah and I basically bicep curled his hand he goes oh okay and I was trying to twist it and then he held my hand and I just pronated into it and he goes well you can obviously uh um. You can actually, you you're obviously can overpower me, which is surprising considering your biceps tore. Yeah. And I was thinking, dude, you have no idea how bad I could overpower you. Yeah. I thought he just wanted to know if my elbow would move. I didn't know we were yeah, you like, thought competing. You were, you're about to arm wrestle, ready to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a it's a different different breed of, uh, of 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 human. I think when um, we look at so many doctors and that they're ready, they're used to nursing nursing people back to health, and they come up across someone like yourself, and you just you just beasting them everywhere. But that's awesome. Well, I hope that does recover well for June. Do you, do you feel like it'll be on track for June personally? I uh, I think I can take enough over the counter ibuprofen that I will be <laughs> fine in June. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my plan is I'm just not going to grip that peg really tight with my. I, all I got to do is touch the peg. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm just going to put my little finger around it and <laughs> and yeah. pull that way. Oh, that's cool. So, um, Todd, I'd love to to know. Um, look, my, at age 48, uh, what remain the goals for you within the sport, and uh, and uh, where to from here? It was when I got to 40. That's when. They started developing. Uh, that's when arm wrestling got back on TV in America. Mm. They were making the Pulling John movie. So there was. So now my goals were: Hey man, I want to get on TV, and I want to be in the. I want to be in John's movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then Travis started one of his many leagues. So there was, you know, there's always bigger, bigger money coming in. Yeah. So and that's where it was. But I've since, I think since I was forty. 
hell, I think I've quit three times. You know, I think I've actually quit and left arm wrestling. Then the money comes back and I jump back in it. So. <laughs> uh, it is, it is a I hard quit after I away. tore my right arm, to be honest. I mean, there when I go. tore my right arm in 2012, I quit that year. Wow. <laughs> you know? And how many, how many world titles since then? Uh, well, you know, there's lots of leagues, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've got every right-handed hammer, the W so I got go. all of those. Nice. Yeah, well, that's pretty amazing. Well, um, so I have no no doubt that uh, it's a hard sport for for anyone to get, to get rid of, especially like you said, when more money keeps coming back to the table. So, so I guess realistically, we're gonna we're gonna see you indefinitely keep pulling until you either fall apart or the money dries up. Is that the case? That's exactly the case. And typically, these leagues last three or four years before they implode. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. WAL 2.0's got three more years before we're all stranded in Vegas again. So you know, uh, I'm good for that ride, that's for sure. Then I then I'll pick my bow and arrow back up. Yeah, fantastic, good stuff. Well, Todd, look, mate, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure to to hear your story and and just hear about everything that you're doing within the world of arm wrestling. You you are 100% one of the all time greats in the sport. So, mate, I really do appreciate your time. Well, you're very kind, and thank you for calling. That was it was my pleasure. I, I enjoyed doing it. No worries. Thanks, mate. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, Todd Zilla-Hutchings, uh, you heard the stories there, some amazing uh, history in the sport of arm wrestling there, and plenty more to come to from him as well as he looks to continue dominance in the WAL and hopefully get his revenge on Rustam Babaya. But, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, I'd love it if you hit the like button and the share button. All right. Cheers, guys.